It's the Whatever Man it's Podcast. The Whatever Man it's Podcast. The Whatever. What up, man? Podcast, Chuck, John, and we're here with uh, Bob Niffin. Yeah, how's it going, Bob? It's going good, man. It's going real good. <laughs> Ready to cast some pods. <laughs> All right. All right. So, what's, uh, the, what's the, the official name of it? The official name? Yeah, of y'all's podcast. Oh, it's the Whatever Man Podcast. Whatever Man. Yeah. The best podcast you never never heard of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me a card. Oh, okay. That worked. That's how I kind of knew about it. And I don't know how to do the internet web machine, so I've never seen any podcasts. So there you go. But, you know, you kids and your, your newfangled technology. So. so it's basically a, a radio show on the internet. But right now we're doing uh, yeah, video. Why do we gotta, yeah, why are we going to have video? Well, we're trying, to, we're trying to expand, Bob. Okay. We're trying I'm to expand. I'm like a guinea pig. Yeah, you're you're a test case. You're a canary in the coal mine. All right, okay. So, uh, you are a blues player. Yeah. How long you been playing the blues? Let's see. Forty-five years. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I felt like when I was a kid. That's what that's what I first heard that that went whoa. You know, because I was telling germs. We've talked about music before. It's like Beatles and you know, all. That's, yeah. I was like around 12 or 13 when all of that stuff happened. And I guess if, if this is going on the interweb, it's, I'm, gonna, I'm real screwball. I didn't, none of that stuff moved me. You know, mm-hmm. all the, I want to hold your hand and all of this. And uh, I happened to hear a B.B. King song, and I was like, geez. They sang about real stuff, mm. you know? It's yeah. like... I wanted to hold somebody's hand, but I wanted to fuck somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and, and blues guys yeah. sang about that, man, you know? And yeah, they, now. They like thick-legged women. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's a distinctly American music, too, you know? So, like, instead of this, all this English horse shit, you know, it's like, uh, uh, these guys are Americans, man. And anyway, that's, that's what started me. Um, oh. So you say B.B. Uh, King. G-A. That's one of the first, yeah, one of my first heroes. And then there was, uh, I don't know if you guys were the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Yeah, I've heard of Paul Butterfield. Uh, guitar yeah. player was Mike Bloomfield. I liked him a lot. And, uh, and did you just, once you get exposed to it, my friends and I were just constantly trying to find these guys so we'd go out and buy all kind of records you know and you get burnt sometimes you know it's mm-hmm. like ooh, that sucks and and then, you know like buddy guy and mm-hmm. and bb and howling wolf muddy waters and all of those guys you know all the all the authentic american blues stuff is what wigged us man you know oh, okay. and a lot of other people yeah did you ever listen to uh lead belly yeah yeah, yeah. he's Exactly, all of that stuff. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I, the first thing that got me was electric. Mm-hmm. You know, Lead Belly was like a solo acoustic guy. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time because I was an idiot to get into, you know, to expand my horizon. I liked, uh, I liked stuff that was like, bam, hit in the head, you know. Electric instruments and drums and shit like that. Sorry, I forgot to turn my... I, I broke my own rule. 
I forgot to turn my ring off. <laughs> you can do that, man. You're the boss. Yeah, lead belly, and then there's some, you know, like the more you get into it and the farther back you go, we, we were talking earlier, mm. there's guys like the, a guy named Charlie Patton who's like from the 20s and 30s who mm. was like insane. They said he used to throw the guitar around and play it behind his back, and this, you know, and he was a solo guy that would play in these little juke joints out in the middle of I mean, in, in, in that other planet, Mississippi. Mm. <laughs> you know, if you ever read about... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's horrifying, man, you know? Anyway. Yeah, out there in the middle of nowhere in the Delta. Yeah, you know? And yeah, well, swamp dive. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, my family's from... My, my dad's family's from Mississippi, so they told me all about it. <laughs> Did you ever go? Have you ever been? I've been a bunch of times. They're from a, a little... A uh, sawmill town called Laurel. Uh, is it in the Delta? Or? No, no, it's just south of Jackson. So it's more toward the center of the state. Yeah. Uh, but I got cousins that used to live in like Biloxi and like around the Delta. But yeah, they would they would tell me stories about it. And you know, my dad was born in '52, uh, so when he was a teenager, he used to go out there and you know hang out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so the, I'm the back. Yeah, yeah. He used to he used to be all over the place. So uh, is he? Hmm? Is, he, is he still alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lives in uh, he lives in L.A. Old, huh? Fifty, born in fifty-two. Yeah, so he's gonna I was, be. I was born in fifty-one. Man. <laughs> 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 okay. Old yeah. guy, man. Yeah, my old man's old, fifty-two. Man. <laughs> That's all right, man. But uh, yeah, and, and my uh. On my mother's side, uh, they were all musicians. My my great my great uncle, my grandfather's brother, uh, played with a bunch of guys. His uh, used to his stage name used to be uh, Lionel Turner. So he used to play. He Down played there, with in, yeah in Mississippi. Yeah, because they were all from Port Arthur. So he That's used to where play. That's my wife's from. Port yeah. Arthur, Texas, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a bizarre place. Have you ever been there? Oh yeah. Yeah, I go there all the time. <laughs> most of most of most of the people in Port Arthur, if you live between Longs, like the projects, and like uh, Gulfway, yeah, that's pretty much my family. <laughs> my, my, my wife's there right now at her dad's house, and on 39th and 9th. Yeah. Okay. Over by it used to be Nick's, where like you get boudin over there. Yeah. You ever had that, Jeremy? Mm-hmm. That's some bizarre shit too, isn't it? I said Louisiana shit. I said Gulf shit. I love that shit though. Yeah, I'm from New York, and so and my but my grandparents were from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And back in the days when I was a little kid, before the interstate would drive, you know, these little highways. It, it would take to get from New York to New Orleans would take like two or three days. Jesus. You know, you'd have to stop at a hotel and all of that stuff. And you, it was fun. It was a lot. You know, you'd go swimming. And, but just, I remember we'd leave New York the farther south that we'd go. It just, to me, you know, it would just like get more and more bizarre. Oh, yeah. And weird. You know? And then like when you go like through Alabama and then Mississippi, it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody talks funny. Yeah, yeah. And real slow. And the racial thing, too, yeah. you know, of like, you know, the, you drink here. Yeah. You know, like, we're like, what the hell? 
Anyway, it was an eye opener, man. It was, uh, you know. You remember the first thing you ever played? The first thing? Yeah. Actually, it was in, in junior high. I started a band with some friends, and it was uh, it was a it was a song by Rufus Thomas. You ever heard of him? Mm -hmm. He's a he's a Mississippi guy, I think. But he got famous, and it was uh, <laughs> baby's back dressed in black, silver buttons all down her back. It's Miss Mary Mac. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's. She <laughs> a broken needle now, she can't sew. Walking a dog. Just a walking the dog. That was, that was the first tune. We, we learned some of those tunes. And we, did a, uh, we played at a junior high dance. And I don't, I don't know, we had to suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was like a 14 year old kid singing the blues. 14-year-old white kid saying, you know, <laughs> baby's back, dressed in black, you know. And, and uh, somebody else really got my mojo working. You know, so it's old Mississippi blues tune yeah. by some little squeaky kid. But that was it. That was one of the, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, so you have, a, you have a tour or anything? Yeah, yeah. So was that was that like? Uh, my family's gonna see this, so I'll just tell you, <laughs> or hear it, they're gonna hear it, it's everything you could imagine, times a hundred, you know what I mean? Like, wow. with, you know, like sex and drugs and rock and yeah. roll, it was sex and drugs and blues. All right. Instead of rock and roll, you know. Was, well, that sounds like a lot of fun, Bob. Yes, it was very fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't AIDS. Me. <laughs> <laughs> they hadn't come up with any of that goofy shit. You know? so, yeah. All right. Well, no. All right. I, I like that. Because I was telling them about uh, the times they were, they were telling you, you know, to shut up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like being, and, and, the, and another thing, what I used to like, after I'd been playing for a few years, w one of the things that I really loved was the James Brown guitar players. Mm -hmm. you know, like, and I would do that, I would get hired because a lot of guitar players don't want to do that. They want to do the, uh, you know, <laughs> solos mm -hmm. and I just like that shit I would do that for hours and be happy you know it's just to do the same fucking thing over and, and love it so I'd get hired in funk bands and soul bands and stuff mm -hmm. like that and the times I was telling germs it's like you know being a white guy in those bands yeah and you're traveling in a van we also got to see like I got to see stuff that uh, most white people don't know about or if they hear about it they refuse to believe it which is like the law and order guys that say yeah. white people if if you're not doing anything wrong then you don't have anything to worry about you know? yeah so oh, i've been that's, in the van yeah that's some horse shit. You, yeah you got it. <laughs> i'm not telling you but as a, as a white dude you know like, yeah. so you're sitting in the van 
and the, the cops pull you over. And uh, my friends in the band would turn around and go, don't start none of your fucking shit with the cops. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Just shut up and sit there, you know? Because it, it's like, you know, and then you find out that the cops just said, well, you had a, your taillight was intermittently blinking, you know, and we thought, we'd, and since we've pulled you over, can we check the, you know, that's how the shit always yeah. starts, you know, but it's like, like the guy at work, you know who I'm talking about, and, and he's the, the, the quintessential guy that says, if you're not doing anything wrong, you have nothing to worry about, you know, it's just like, shit has never happened to him, Yeah, you know. So being in these bands, I got to see shit, you know, it's like, damn, that's insane, man. Yeah. And it was a a very good education I got from some of these guys, you know, some of the older people, you know, they took me under their wing and and helped me do stuff. What could you say was the craziest thing you've, you've done or or seen or seen allegedly (laughs) (laughs) that's a a big word allegedly well it was uh it wasn't um nude midgets (laughs) (laughs) it it, it wasn't it wasn't like that shout out to the naked midgets out there i love you guys it was um it was one time with Six girls and a puppy dog. We were up in a cherry tree. What? <laughs> <laughs> just I don't say how you get the dog in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> we pulled him up in a basket, and then he. You know, it, what you could imagine, you know, like what you would like to do, what what young men would like to do. You got to do it. Yeah, yeah, I miss those days. And yeah, and, and I used to I used to do a lot, Bob. I bet, man. I did too. I didn't know he looked like this. <laughs> so, so who have you, uh, who have you toured with? Well, who have you, you played with? I played with um, Bo Diddley. Oh. Okay. And that I think I don't know if I told you, but he was. Uh, He's one of them guys that got screwed by record companies yeah. when he was young, you know. And so when we, we played this festival down in the valley, and he said, I, I play one hour, and that's it. And I get $6,000. And we went, okay, yeah, cool. And we were playing, in this, and on the side of the stage, there was a clock, and I think we started at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And we are playing along, and, we were, and like it's, goes around and it's almost eight o'clock and we're right in the middle of a tune and he unplugged his guitar and walked off <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wait when it didn't piss us i was like yeah, yeah bo you ain't bullshitting man he's like one hour i'm through getting fucked and i get six thousand dollars cash you know and he just I'm on a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars every ten minutes, and not a minute more. Yeah, (laughs) and you ain't fucking me no more. You know, I do the fucking. You know, and uh, we opened up for John Lee Hooker. Oh, I played with it, and that was a bizarre experience. 
the band I was in, we were playing, we did it, we were the opening act, mm -hmm. right? and he, we did I think half an hour, and we got done and we came off, and the club owner comes up and they said, we, we can't find John Lee Hooker, so go up and do another 20 minutes. So we did, and people were nice, they liked us, and we got done and came off, and he'd go, you gotta go do more, we still can't find them. And I'm going, these people don't want to hear us, uh, you know. I yeah. mean, they've been nice, and they, you know. Yeah. And uh, they finally found him, and he came in and just destroyed the place. We opened up for Robert Cray. I played with a guy named Clifford Scott. He was a tenor sax player that, that got pretty famous. He, he played with a bunch of people. He played with Joe Pass. He played with T-Bone Walker, oh. guitar player. Uh, and... Jeez, I can't. Oh, the the best one though was uh, when I was a kid. One of my early heroes after BB was a, a harmonica player named James Cotton. Have you ever heard of him? No. Anyway, he he was living here. He just died last year, but I had his records when I was a kid, man, and it was like knocked me out. And so I was playing at Central Market to have a cafe where, mm -hmm. where you play, and I'm. I looked out and a buddy of mine walks in and he's with James Cotton. You know, it's like if some people, if one of their friends walked in to, if I can think of an equivalent, it would be like if my friend walked in, if a friend walked in with John Lennon or, yeah. you know, Paul McCartney. And, and there's my buddy, Tugboat, with James Cotton. And I'm like, Jesus. So I walked over and I introduced myself and I said, you know, if you, you, if you brought any harps, man, you're welcome. And he goes, oh, yeah, we'll see. You know, yeah. he doesn't know what, so I figured I'll sweeten the pot a little bit and we did like three songs of his. Mm -hmm. And bam, he was up, you know, up and playing. And so that's, I got a chance to, to play with a hero. Nice. Yeah. And that's he, the, uh, that's, that's fun. Yes. And he, uh, we had a real good crowd, and you know what Central Market's like, mm -hmm. right? You're playing at the cafe, and then there's people shopping and everything. Mm -hmm. And we had the place was packed when we were playing, and when he started playing, it was like people came out of the woodwork, man. It was just mobbed, just the sound of what he did moved, yeah. moved people so, and like it was like the Pied Piper, you know, yeah, it was like a magnet. Everybody women, just yeah, and. and Yuppie yeah. women in their bad dancing and, and wine. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, he could have whipped them into a frenzy. But that was that was really cool. That was good. I got a chance, and plus he told me about all my heroes because he was with he was there. You know, he was Muddy Waters's harp player. Oh, for ten more than ten years. You know, so he had stories about all of them guys and his bands and everything. Can we? Can I get some? Can I get a little water? Yeah, yeah, I'll get can you some. What's up? This is Jared. This is Jay from the Hashtag Blackout Podcast. And uh, yeah, man, well, we're not out here talking about people uh, dropping loads of dung on stage in elementary school. Are these trash ass rappers out here trying to make it big? Or trying to figure out if she's a rapper or Instagram model. <laughs> We're listening to the Whatever Man podcast. Our bros. And you suckers should too. <laughs> if a motherfucker say fuck you, fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> and that's 
how you live your life. Okay. <laughs> it's a rule like, I go by. When I was a kid, you know, you, the van would come in and pick everybody up, and the old dude would be the last one. The old dude named Breezy. Smell like feet and ass in here already. <laughs> <laughs> And that, that shit just killed me, man. I'm, all right, I'm sorry. Oh, don't worry about all it. This right. is, like I said, man. Say whatever you want in here. I was just, uh, I was thinking about whenever you're telling this, because I didn't know you brought your guitar with you to work. Yeah, every day. And uh, Oh, about that, about the kid. Yeah, so tell Chuck. We got, uh, you know what we do, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I had... Uh, picked up five guys at a group home mm -hmm. and I had to bring them to a dayhab and Metro you know who we work for said pick them up at 8 o'clock and drop them off at 8.05 at this place where they go so we get there at 8.05 and I got five guys and uh, how how would you describe the what how, what's the right way to say it they have, they have mental disabilities Okay. Is that? It was better than what I was yeah, going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say Mongoloid, but. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we get there, yeah. and the place doesn't open until 8.30. So I got these five guys that are getting kind of nervous, and so I got my guitar, and I said, you guys want to sing, you know, want to sing some songs? And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I pulled my guitar out, and I said, uh, how about we'll sing, you know, You are my sunshine. And they all jump in. And I was like, get it, get it, man. And uh, that was the funnest 25 minutes I had in, in years, man. We were laughing and crying and just having a good time. So I'm glad I had it, you know, to entertain the guys, man. It's, but I... It, if I get five minutes or ten minutes, I'll practice because I need to practice. And uh, once I found out that it was okay to bring it, I've been bringing it every day. Not lately because they worked the shit out of us, yeah. you know. Yeah. And people, you know, especially people like. Do you ever pick up? I shouldn't say any names, but the, the at, down in eighty five Trinity, go to the Goodwill. Anyway. She, I played a blues tune for her one time, and now it's like, you got to play some. I said, I don't have time. You know, I got to get yeah. out of here. We got to get moving. But anyway, it's a, I'll play sometimes, but I don't have time. Yeah. They just do too much. They make us do too much. When, when did you ever, uh, where did you play first here in Austin? Here? Some places on 6th Street, like usually what everybody, you know, where everybody does. Every, most of my life, wherever I've been, I've been able to just support myself playing music. Like when I first moved to Texas, I lived in San Antonio, and I said, all I did was play music, you know? Mm -hmm. I made enough money to, we had a house, and drummer was my roommate. And uh, then I lived in the valley, just played music. Got to Austin, it's like, shit, no, man. There's, oh, yeah, it's too expensive now. It's too expensive, but there's like... 900,000 musicians and a lot yeah. of them will play for nothing. And how do you compete with that? You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll pack the, you know, like 
they'll have a garage band and and they'll play for beer mm-hmm. and they'll have 900 of their friends come and the club owner's like yeah I'll do this every night of the week, you know, and not and not pay them, you know, the, yeah. the door or tips or something like that. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's it's a shame because uh, when I first got here in two thousand one, one of my best friends, he was you know a band. It was just a just a bunch of gigging musicians. They played in a couple bands, and that's pretty much how they supported themselves. It's fucking impossible now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's impossible and. And, like, I, I get it that, you know, I know the rent downtown is, like, super high. Mm-hmm. I know it's super high. But you got to pay the people that, like, it's, it's ridiculous. They don't, yeah, but they yeah. won't. They don't, you know. It's like it, there's, anyway, it's, I've always at times had to have day jobs. Mm-hmm. And it's always been driving usually because, you don't know, have a boss hanging over your shoulder and you can think about whatever you want. You know, I drove limousines and dump trucks and trucks and all of that shit. And you could think about music while you're driving around, which is all I do anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but here, it's, I'm not, not here in Austin have I been able to, maybe it's because I'm not that good, but it's happened in other cities, you know, and Not here. I've not been able to do it here. Just support myself playing music here, and plus I don't have that. Uh, to to get far in music, you have to be relentless, you know? mm-hmm. and I don't have that that kind of personality. Hi, you got to hear my new CD. Here, yeah. here's one for you, and here's one for you, and and like I see you 15 minutes later, it's like, hey, have you heard my new CD, Bob CDs? You know, it's Bob, yeah. Bob. You know, I'm just not like that. You have you have to be that. To a certain extent, you know. Yeah, to get well, because everybody else is doing it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, and you got to, you know, just like push people out of the way and get, you know, you know, make sure that you're in the picture or you're, you know, like you're getting hurt and, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, fuck it. I'll just stay home. <laughs> I just like to play music, you know. It's, I, I don't need that. I've had success, what I term success, you know, yeah. just playing music and, Turning, the, paying the bills, and play, playing music that I like, mm-hmm. and it's like Jesus, you know, I don't need jet planes and yeah. you know, limousines and and you know, I had it only it was like, and not like the Rolling Stones, you know, Coke and and champagne, you know, it was like Coke and Thunderbird, <laughs> and wine, you know. Nice. <laughs> Get it how you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't, you know. As long as you're having fun. Exactly. Drunk is drunk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's, you know how there's millions of blues songs, you know, Mm -hmm. about drinking, man. It's like, and it's real stuff. The best story I ever heard was there was a guy named Pat Hare, Auburn Pat Hare. He used to play uh, with James Cotton and Muddy Waters. And... You can go on YouTube. He did. He released a single called "I'm Gonna Murder My Baby," and what he was gonna do and everything, and then actually did it. Holy shit! It's it's killed his his wife or his girlfriend. Anyway, but can you can you imagine the uh, the courtroom scene? You know, it was like the prosecutor comes in and goes, "Your Honor, uh, for our evidence." 
I'd like to play you a song. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, how the fuck do you get, you get out of that? A man. <laughs> but that's, you know, blues is some real shit, man. You know, it ain't. Yeah, it's life. It's I, about yes, life. exactly, exactly, Chuck. And it's yeah. like, you know, I'm like, I love, I love, I love my calendar girl. You know, you might love your calendar girl, but yeah, not everybody got a calendar girl. Yeah, calendar exactly. Girl. Yeah, yeah. I like my big leg woman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying it's, it's all right. I don't, I don't need a ten. I got two. I got I got five twos. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> the ten one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we start doing negative, <laughs> the permutations are I, endless. I fucked around and got me a couple negatives. <laughs> We've all had a couple negatives. I don't even know how the negatives work. He's like, do I do I owe dick? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to come back a few times, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you, when you finally get you a decent woman, you're like, yeah, I got to, uh, my time is due. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, so how, how long have you been in Austin? My wife and I got here in 89, I think. I think so. So, so can I ask you a question that many people ask? Yeah, yeah. Every Austinite that's been here longer than, because I got here in two thousand one. You got here in what ninety six? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Right. Okay. What what the fuck happened? <laughs> it's like I I don't know, man. And it's like, uh, next time you're driving around, notice how many New York license plates you see. My wife said, oh, I California see it all the time in New York, yeah. man. And it's like. I just remember, uh, or I don't, I don't remember because I was here, but I heard that Rick Perry and, and whoever the powers that be were taking ads out in New York saying, come to Texas. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, all right. And they did, did the they same thing in California. California. They did the okay. same thing in California. That's come, why the uh, tech industry is all here. Exactly. It's like, come to, come to Texas. We, we, you don't yeah, you don't have, have to pay, pay any taxes. Any taxes. <laughs> we'll give you a massage and suck your dick. Just <laughs> <laughs> make you an omelet, whatever. And, and that's what happened, yeah. I think, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, fuck, who, who the fuck wants to live in Connecticut, honestly? Exactly. <laughs> or New Jersey. I've never yeah. been to Connecticut, but I've heard. Connecticut's cool, but New Jersey <laughs> blows, you know, and to all the New Jersey people. That, there, every once in a while, I'll get a passenger that'll go, oh, you're, you're from up north, right? You're from up Jersey? And, and it's like, you couldn't have said anything worse. I'm from New York. But New York State, not New York City. I'm from like 70 miles north of New York. So oh, okay. And, and apple orchards and mountains and shit like that. People don't think of New York. When they think of New York, they don't think yeah. of that. They just think of New York City. But, you know, we used to... Uh, Make fun of the people from New York City because mm -hmm. they would drive from New York City up north to go deer hunting. Yeah, you know, so like they'd get they'd leave at four in the morning and be drinking all the way on the drive, the two or three hour drive, and there, it was funny that there was a uh, a thing in the paper one time where a farmer up from my area painted cow 
C-O-W, on the side of his cow. Because these guys would be drunk by the time they drove up from New York City and just get out and start blasting shit, you know. And they like, shot his cow. <laughs> or one of his cows, you know. It's not a deer, motherfucker. It's a cow, you know. It's, it's, <laughs> so anyway, that's what, that was our version of New York City people, you know. But it was a cool place to be able to go to because uh, when I was a kid, the little town that I lived in, it was like this little conservative, you know, and uh, a few of us started to grow our hair long. Mm -hmm. You'd get the shit kicked out of you. You know, you'd be hitchhiking and they'd jump you. And, uh, anyway, so when you had enough of that and you graduated high school, you could go to New York City, which is like two hours away, and live in the village or, you know. Yeah. So it was close enough. Well, you can't live in a village anymore. Yeah, no, you can't. You know. <laughs> it's like $2 million yeah. to live. <laughs> you ever been to New York, Drew? No. It's, you gotta go. It's, it's great, you know? But it kind of sucks if you're poor. Yeah. You know, because it's like, hey, Miles Davis is playing at the Village Vanguard. What's the cover, 25? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. So it sucks even more, you know, because the stuff yeah. is a subway right away, but you can't, you know. Yeah, you can't afford it anymore. Yeah, yeah that's the way this place used to be. Right. This place used to be pretty cool. Yeah. Even if you weren't, even if you didn't have a lot of money, you could go, you could see a good show, you know, yeah. drink a couple cheap beers. But have you noticed that? Bag a couple cheap chicks. <laughs> 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 but have you noticed that the, the music scene has uh, pretty much has dwindled away? I'm out of it. I've been out of it for a long time. I have played here, you know, mm -hmm. and when I first moved here and played all the time, but, uh, I've, you know, for about 10 years, I've been peripherally, like I still do gigs and stuff, but I'm not actively, it takes a lot of energy yeah. to go out and seek gigs and then, you know, put up with club owner horse shit, you know, it's like we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it, it takes a certain kind of person, which I'm not, mm -hmm. you know, there's a, that whole bullshit side of it. So I haven't been out. I don't know what's going on, you know, but I hear that. Well, the, see, I, I love the blues. Uh, my, grandfather, my grandfather was always into the blues. We always played, heard it around the house. Uh, my dad loves it. My mom loves it. Uh, and when I got here, you know, it was it was one of the things that I actually loved about this place was I could go out every night somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And hear the blues, hear decent live blues musician. And not. And it's just not like that anymore. Like yeah, all. Yeah, Anton's closed, right? Uh, he reopened it. They reopened it. Uh, Clifford Anton, uh, not Clifford. Gary his Clark sister. Jr. I thought Gary Clark Jr. bought the name out. He did, but it's still through the sister still involved yeah. with the club. Yeah, Susan Anton. Oh, so I know I can remember her name. That's yeah. what I was telling you about earlier. Yeah, yeah so Susan Anton is still involved with it. Uh, and it's down on 5th, 5th uh, and Trinity. It's near 5th and Trinity. Uh, and it's a nice club, great sound system. Now? Yeah, yeah, great sound system. Smaller. We went to see a, a show there. It's smaller. Like a year ago. Yeah, uh, yeah it is smaller. It's smaller than the one that used that was further up on uh, what was that? Lavaca. It's on Fifth and Lavaca. That's where that's where it was when I first moved here. 
And I know it's oh, been in a yeah, couple yeah, other yeah. different Before places. Before that, it was the one I played there. It was at uh, 29th and Guadalupe. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a pretty big place. Yeah. Yeah, this one's smaller. Uh, but it's way better than when it was on Riverside. When it was on Riverside, it was a little... There wasn't even blues anymore out there, was it? It was uh, just like anything. The couple times we went, they, they still had blues musicians, but it wasn't... Yeah, they, they did kind of let anything be played in there. Uh, but now the profile's risen some, and I know every time Gary Clark Jr. is in town, he plays there. You guys so, know him? I've met him once, uh, which uh, I want to say it was around 2000. No, it was around 2005. Before and, he got mega big? Yeah. So I was at this little piece of shit bar called Agave. I don't think it's around anymore. Uh, I remember seeing the, the window or the sign yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. Uh, this girl that I knew that I used to work with, uh, her sorority was trying to like plan parties or whatever. So they invited me, and I go, and the guy playing is Gary Clark Jr. So I'm sitting there, like did, drinking did you a know beer. Who it was? Or did... I had no idea who oh, he was okay, at the okay. time. So, and you so I'm sitting there. Blues, right? Yeah, I'm sitting there and I'm drinking my drink or whatever. And he's, you know, tuning up before the show or whatever. And we just sit there and talk for like, I don't know, like five minutes. He's like, all right, well, I got to start the show. I was like, all right, it was good to meet you. And he's like, all right, my name's Gary. I was like, I'm Charles. <laughs> I was, was like. He, was he alone or did he have No, he's by band? himself. Oh, okay. He's just sitting on the stool. <laughs> and just <laughs> playing his out? Yeah. Oh, he's fucking great. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, he's the real shit, man. It's like real good to see a guy his age. You know, carrying on blues and just and and then getting famous. Yeah. Cause I think it was uh, seventeen, seventeen or eighteen. Whenever he played at Anton's, whenever really? I saw him, you know. He was that young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I saw him, he couldn't have been more than maybe nineteen, twenty something, maybe. I've never seen him live. I've just seen him on TV, like playing with. Eric Clapton nowadays and stuff like that, right? Good yeah. for him, man. I'm so happy for him. Oh, I'm happy too. And then they got those uh, those two kids, the brothers that play out around rock. They're, they're actual kids. Like they're like I think they're 16 or 17 I now. I heard about that. Yeah. The uh, Peterson brothers, I think. Yeah. I think it's the name, the Peterson brothers. Them little motherfuckers can play. <laughs> I never heard of them. Yeah, you should look up. They can play. They are legit. When they like get older and get some experience and actually start writing, they're gonna they're gonna be some monsters. Good man, it's good. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see it making a a, a comeback and you know people want to hear uh, hear good blues music, good real soulful blues music. Uh, I just wish it would get a little more shine, a little more shine <clears throat> live. I think this town had it, man, because you drive up 183 and, it, and you could be, I think it's every, it's happening in every city, man. You know, you could be anywhere. It's like you see uh, Applebee's, Home Depot, mm-hmm. you know, like especially on 183, you just go up yeah. it and it's just like, you know, you could be in Minot, Dakota or yeah. Memphis. Or, it's the know, same right? city everywhere yeah. you go. Yeah. 
and and that's happening here a lot. Yeah, it lost that. Uh, it lost that. Uh, the thing that made it yeah. unique. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's become it's become Houston. Yeah. I wanna, or it's becoming Houston. I want to get out of here, but you know, I talked to my wife about it and everything. But sell the house, and then where the fuck do you go? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's where where now? Yeah. Know? Yeah, well, that's the problem. Is that every every cool spot you get to, people find out about it, and then uh, so I hear that's what's happening in uh, in like parts of North Carolina now, in like uh, Memphis, like all of the other small, like the the what they used to call the small big cities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all getting overcrowded with uh, the same wonderful hipsters that populate the beautiful streets of Austin. I bet you Wilmington is one of those areas. Yeah, Wilmington is one yeah. of those areas. Wilmington, uh, Raleigh. IT there and everything, right? Mm. I mean, has that hit there? I don't know. I really don't know. I've been there for 20 years. Oh, that's right. Well, you know, uh, uh, there's a video game designer, uh, Cliffy B. Cliff Blazinski, he made uh, Gears of War, Hmm. Unreal Tournament, all these big mega video games or whatever. Yeah, all the places in the world you can live, North Carolina. Lives in Raleigh-Durham. You ever been there, Chuck? You ever no. Been there? Uh, no. Drive through or not even? No, I stopped there for a layover in the airport once. Uh, I plan on going, though. It's pretty, uh, right, Chuck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going to make my first conscious trip to the East Coast in December, going to D.C. Because I've, I've never been anywhere where it's cold for more than a couple hours. When are you going to go? Uh, December. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't plan the trip. If I would have planned a trip, it would have been in the middle of the summertime. I, I've never seen snow. So, like, real snow? Yeah. I, I, no, I take that back. I was in a, a two-hour layover in Minnesota, and I saw it through the window because I wasn't going outside. That's crazy. <laughs> Minnesota shit is crazy snow and, and ice. And that had, like, 10-foot snowbanks on the yeah. side of the door. I was like, I ain't fucking going out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ten, maybe eight or ten years ago, it snowed, and it was half an inch. Of oh yeah, and snow. it shut the entire city down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah was uh, my daughter was was outside. She's like, "Dad, this is great. You know why do why do you say you hate this and everything?" I said, "No, it's great here. You know, because once every fifteen years it snows half an inch and then it's gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But where I'm from, you know, the first snow means shit." Five months of this shit, shoveling your, you know, car out and ice, and and then you know, like the first snow. Oh, look how beautiful! And then like a week later, it's yeah, you get tired of that shit, dirty from the soot and everything, and it's just like Jesus. So I I split, man. It's not long after I graduated high school. I said, you know, holy shit, you know, I don't have to stay here. Yeah. I was gone, man. And, you know, music was my key out of there, you know. Damn. I've been back a couple of times. I went back to, uh, I took, my daughter wanted to see where I was from, so we went up. We went to this bar I used to hang out with. We were having dinner. You know, you could, mm-hmm. it was, uh, so we were in the dining area, and uh, we're sitting there, and it was about 5.30, and the bar area, 
started to fill up. You, we could look, yeah. and uh, it started filling up, and, and my uh, daughter goes, Dad, do you know any of those guys? And I, and I was like, yeah, I know every one of them. And she's like, well, what? I said, shh, be quiet, you know? Said they don't recognize Daddy because I used to have real, real long hair, and you know now it's white, and I <laughs> cut it all off. And I said, and I said them guys were sitting in those same bar stools when Daddy left forty-five years ago. So, yeah, you know, I didn't. What am I going to say? You know, and I used to, I used to, uh, I used to send postcards when I was on the road, sending mm -hmm. them home, and uh, they would read it at this bar, and it's like, yeah, hey. Did you hear him? But Bob's in Africa. Oh, he ain't in fucking Africa. How the fuck did he get that postcard sent from <laughs> Africa? He must have gave it to somebody that was going there and they mailed it for him. And so that's the kind of yeah. shit that, you know, I grew up with and got away from, you know. Plus the coal. They can keep that coal shit. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, when you yeah. looked out the windows, I'm not, what the fuck do I have to go out there? Yeah. Why? It's coal. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I I'm just... from cold, but that Minnesota and Chicago, that's another level. Yeah. You know, that's the bonus round mm -hmm. of cold. Yeah, a buddy of mine, he's, he's from uh, Detroit, and his dad sent him a picture of, of, uh, of himself digging his car out in the first snow or whatever. And I was like, what the, f I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. He just just dig literally had to dig his car out of an eight foot snowbank. Yeah, I, I was used like, to have to do fuck that, that shit. shit. Yeah, I used to have to do that. I'm not going to work. And I <laughs> exactly. I'm not digging that shit out. To go to work. <laughs> I had to wake up two hours early yeah, to dig, dig my car out, give my car thirty minutes to warm up. To go to work? To yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> then you gotta warm up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hey, no. yeah, I don't know. And I'm not getting paid no overtime. Oh, fuck that. No. Not hazard doing pay. It. You should get hazard pay, man, for like driving around. Like they they made us come to work. I don't you weren't working no. here. There was uh, it was a little ice and so you 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 leave an hour early to go to work and if something happens and you get in an accident you're gonna get fired. Yeah. You know? Why in the fuck would I wanna do that? Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> no, I I get it, man. I get it. All right. So you got the guitar? Man. Ready to sing? I'll do a couple. Okay. Go to uh, dealer's choice. Sing, dance? Ah, no. <laughs> Of cocaine, but working with the needle like to break my brain. I was knocking myself out. I was knocking myself out. I was knocking myself out, killing me by degree. My mama tried to tell. 
me My daddy told me too They said, son, this reckless way of living's gonna be the end of you But I was knocking myself out I was knocking myself out Yes, I was knocking myself out Killing me Every fool on earth, his day is gonna come. I only wanna know one thing. Did he have some fun? Did he knock himself out? Yeah, did he knock himself out? Did he knock himself out? Did he kill himself by degree? Yes, every fool on earth, this day is gonna come. And let me tell you people, when you're dead, you're done. So why not knock yourself out? Why not knock yourself out? It's a fast, hard life. It will kill you by degree. I was standing with St. Peter at the pearly gate he said you can't come in right now son you're gonna have to wait because you like knocking yourself out yes you like knocking yourself out you like knocking yourself out Nineteen twenties from the twenties. That's when. Damn. They were just as crazy. People have been crazy to the beginning of time, man. There ain't nothing new under the sun. We ain't doing Hell anything. no. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> these motherfuckers was crazy back then because there wasn't no cell phone. Right. <laughs> Shit, I'm glad it wasn't none when I was in my twenties. You know what? I'm not even gonna talk about that. You know, <laughs> you know it's, it's it's just like that. Uh, that Dolphins coach, football coach, he got caught doing cocaine. He didn't get caught doing cocaine. Excuse me, he didn't get caught doing cocaine. Okay. They recorded him. Oh, no, no, no. It's deeper than that. Oh, I've heard something peripherally, right? This, he's, he's this motherfucker. Right? Hey, he's doing rails. Uh, was doing lines of coke. He now filmed himself. He filmed himself doing lines that, of coke. I thought that, that stripper. No, no, no. He filmed himself doing lines of coke. And saying, you remember when we used to do this shit, baby? And I want to put it on your pussy and sniff it off your pussy and all this other shit. And he sent it to this stripper in Vegas. Because apparently that's who he's cheating on his wife with. He's so, married. Yeah. So she sent the, uh, sent the, put the video that he sent her on the internet. <laughs> Jeez. How the fuck stupid could you be? Man? And why are you trying to impress a stripper? Yeah. She working for tips. <laughs> if I gotta, if I gotta turn you on, what the fuck am I paying you for? <laughs> I mean he's he's running lines. Uh, oh my god, he's running All mountains. Right. 
I, I'm surprised. So that's all. what that was about. Yeah. Because I, I saw something, of, uh, you know, like it, it was a, a single photo. Like, yeah. And then it was something about Coach Blah Blah does, you know. It's like, yeah. Oh, but then I forgot about it, you know, because you get old, you forget shit quick. I walk from one room to the other to tell my wife something, and it's like, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah. So what was it, what was you saying about cocaine? Was yeah, these people were doing. Oh yeah, you, you, just like the guy that was doing the cocaine. You know, it's not 1985 anymore. You know. Yeah. I thought someone had stuck it and, and, and recorded it, but it was him. So it was. Yeah, I'm he sh- did it to himself. Jesus. But fuck, look, look at poor poor little Kevin Hart. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> fucking around with strippers in Vegas. This is most most financially successful stand-up comedian yeah, of yeah, all yeah, time. Yeah. He's been cheating on his pregnant wife, who is eight months pregnant now. Mm. Uh, so he's in town. Apparently, the next day, he was with his wife, with his pregnant wife, somewhere. But the night before, he was off banging some fucking uh, stripper that he met in Miami. Uh, and she recorded it, and and she blackmailed him. So she said that uh, if you don't give me, I think it was some ridiculous number, like $30 million, that she was going to release the tape. So he was just like, he's like, well, let me set my phone up. He got on Instagram and was like, I fucked up. I cheated on my wife. <laughs> like, because he wasn't going to pay her. I don't give a fuck if I'm worth $112 million. I'm not giving you 30. Did his wife split? Hell no. She ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Because she was, he was married before and she cheated on his, he cheated on his first wife with, with the second wife. Yeah, yeah. So, hey. <laughs> Damn. I mean, look at that, that face says it all. Mm, mm, mm. How do, I don't get it, man. Or like we were talking about earlier, it's like, I hope shit like that never happens to me. Because people don't set out to do that shit. You know, yeah. I was talking about, he's reading a book about Charles Manson, you know. And I was saying, like, I, I hope I don't wake up one morning and want to do that, you know. Thank God it don't happen to me. It's like, because people don't set out to do shit like that, you know. No, I don't think so. It's just so. moments of weakness. Yeah. Yeah. 2017 cocaine and and how do you think you could do anything without the whole world knowing about it nowadays? Yeah, you know, especially yeah. like when you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like when you film it. Yeah, you filmed it and sent it to her. Yeah. So what makes you think, like if you know? That's like you're doing shit. Somebody beats somebody's ass on the on I-35, and they got fucking cameras uh, filming I, it. You know, in the middle yeah. of nowhere, and it, you're like, yeah, I, I hate that. It's just, yeah. Well, you guys, when you get my age, just think of pops once in a while. Just think, boy, pops, well, this would have cracked pops up. <laughs> the shit that y'all are gonna do, go through, and everything with the technology and everything, you know, is to be like, hey, there's Germ's ass on TV. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
you reap what you sow, man. Yeah. You kids and your technology and game shows and game video games. And let me do one more. Oh one yeah, more go right ahead. Right? This is uh, I gotta I gotta change the name in this because you'll see why. Okay. Oh, what a dream. What a dream I had on my mind Oh, what a dream, baby Whoa, what a dream I had on my mind When I woke up this morning, people, not a thing could I find. I dreamed I went to Washington and sat right down in President Obama's chair. I dreamed the president himself came out and shook my hand and said, Bob, I'm awfully glad that you're here. But that was just a dream. Whoa, what a dream I had on my mind. When I woke up this morning, people, not a chair could I find. I dreamed I won the lottery, and I had a beautiful mermaid for a wife. I dreamed I won the Brooklyn Bridge on my knees shooting dice. But that was just a dream. Whoa, what a dream I had on my mind. When I woke up this morning, people, not a nickel could I find. I dreamed we got married and raised the family. I dreamed we had 27 children. And they all look just like me. <laughs> but that was just a dream. When I woke up this morning, people, 
Not one of them children look like mine. <laughs> That's real shit, man. Yes. <laughs> you know? And, you know, not to, take, to take anything away from, you know, simpler stuff that people like, but this, this is... There, you, but you got to have some balance. You got to put some real shit. It's all right to go. Like, you know, I, me, me and Jeremy talk about this often. I, I, like, I like some good bad decision-making music <laughs> to go out and do some dumb shit, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But no, I, I like I like a little balance in my it's like in my diet, in my musical diet. We were talking about uh, Antifa. Yeah, you know them guys. Yeah, Antifa. yeah, yeah, the anti-fascist yeah. group. Yeah, and uh, my wife and I were talking about it, and and she's going, "You're not thinking about about John." I said, "No, I'm too old, but I'm, you know, my heart is with the with the cats, you know." Yeah, and. Uh, but well, who like, doesn't like punching Nazis in the face? Well, that's exactly it. <laughs> no, it was like, you know, there's this whole thing. It was like, well, there's violence on both sides and everything. It's like this, uh, this, there was a clip on something. I don't remember what it was, but this Klan guy walks up and he wants to interview one of the Antifa guys. Yeah. And uh, he, he comes walking up and he says, you know, I'm not really a true race. Bam! Yeah. No bullshit, man. I ain't even talking to you. I'm just gonna knock your ass out. Yeah. And that's a no-brainer to me, man. Mm -hmm. You know, there's Nazis. They're and not Nazis. Nazi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and do we gotta think about that? Yeah, I thought we already had this debate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not exactly. Like I don't. You know, because uh, like somebody's like you know, there's violence on both sides of everything, but you got intention also. Like, I'm not hitting you for no reason. Yeah. And <laughs> You're a fucking like, asshole. So when and that's why I'm punching you in the face. Happens, yeah. The world was like, well, we better not do that because we don't want to get it, you know. Yeah. We better not fight the, you know, yeah. Nazis. Cause Hitler, Hitler has his right. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> it's getting stupid, man. Yeah. It's like it, how inspiring that in 2017 we're having a debate about whether Nazis are good and bad or whether people should have health care. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how we got on that. I'm sorry, man. I'm don't like, worry about it. We talk about it all the time. Right? Because, mm -hmm. look, the way I figure the way the easiest way to end it is for a year. We just make it so that if anybody gets hurt, car accident, gunshot wound, anything, when the ambulance comes, they run your credit report. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see how quickly motherfuckers are like, you know what? This is a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> motherfuckers be like, 200? Nah, bro. Yeah. Back this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. The free market has spoken, right? Yeah. Yeah. They look at it. They find some rich dude mangled and wrapped his, his new Ferrari around a telephone pole. And they like, this motherfucker got $200,000 in debt. Oh, no. Back this motherfucker. <laughs> and we'll see how quickly. Everybody's like, you know what? This is fucking stupid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's quick. One year, huh? You yeah. Think it would, it, oh, it wouldn't last a yeah, year. Right. It, it, lasts, like a it lasts like maybe 10 days. 
if that. I'll give you three. Yeah, all them emergency room doctors. How come nobody's in here? <laughs> Doing lines of coke and, yeah. and putting it on YouTube. Where's all the where's all the uh, clients? Where's all the people? Oh, we're closed now. We're closed at uh, seven. No, no, I was saying like in the oh hospital. yeah, in the uh, hospital. I'm yeah, still yeah, going yeah. Going with the metaphor or whatever it is, not metaphor, but uh, yeah. Oh no, people would lose. Yeah, they would lose their shit. And like, just make it, make it for the because that's the whole point, right? That's mm -hmm. the whole point of like, we're supposed to be like, if we see you hurt, we'll patch you up and we'll worry about the bill later. Mm -hmm. But no, you, if motherfuckers got to got to show that they can pay up front, there'd be a lot of dead motherfuckers in the street. Yeah. <laughs> but still, you still have to pay if you don't have insurance. You have to pay something before you leave the yeah. hospital. Yeah. Unless you hit unless the next door. Exactly. Mm. That's what I was just going to say. Unless you find, well, they got them all locked, but you just wait until they're bringing the next poor sap in and you yeah. out. Or take off that bracelet and trying to straighten up and walk <laughs> on out. Says, nah, I was trying to find the exit. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I was going to come here and <laughs> visit somebody. Yeah. How do I get to where that, you know, where? Oh, no, I, I got into it with the, with the medical people once. So I got sick. No ambulance, no nothing. Go to the emergency room. They see I got a fever. Uh, I get the two 500 milligram Tylenols. I was in the, in the room for like four hours or whatever. They prescribed me some uh, antibiotics because I had pneumonia. So I, yeah, I had pneumonia for like six days and was still going Jeez. to work and shit. I lost like 20 pounds in like two days. It was bad. <laughs> and, I, you know, I go and uh, they send me home and I get the bill. It's $2,100 for four hours and, and, and two aspirin. <laughs> oh, damn, That's insane. Yeah, I believe it too. $2,100. No x-rays, no, yeah, I had insurance. I had insurance. They paid most of it. I only had to pay like, I think like 300 out of 2,100, but still. 300 though for two Tylenol? Yeah. Yeah, it was mostly the hospital room. Those rooms are like, fuck, it's, it's more, it, I would, you could go stay in a penthouse of Caesar's Palace for a night for what they fucking charge you for yeah. two hours in a fucking emergency room hospital bed. <laughs> yeah. But. Like when I was in there, it was like 10 days. It was like a bed and breakfast, man. Yeah. You know, they bring you menus nowadays, you know, for what you can have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh. And uh, laying there, what, the best ass dope in the fucking world. And it's <laughs> oh, legit. Yeah. There's oh, that, a reason to have it. That you morphine know? is you, you fucking call, crazy. You could call work and go, I am fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Baddest goddamn heroin you ever heard of in your fucking mind. A fucking thing you can do, man. You know? It's Just legit, call you. man. Yeah. There's a reason to be, you know, there's a reason to have it, man. Just so, call your boss. I'm high as giraffe titties right now. <laughs> I'm higher than 10 midgets. <laughs> Naked midgets. Uh, Wrestling and dancing and titty dancing. Yeah. Oh my god.
my wife's going to hear this and or see <laughs> You know, after 35 years, this is too much. <laughs> this is the straw that broke the camel's fucking back. This, the straw that broke the camel's back didn't have to be this goddamn big. <laughs> so, but anyway, it's been fun, man. I'm yeah. having fun bullshitting yeah. with you guys. Yeah, it's super fun. Man, uh, so you got... Oh, uh, so I just want to say this. Because it seems like for the last, I don't know, four months, the day after we do a podcast, something fucking terrible happens. Because <laughs> like, we did like, that one podcast, Hurricane Harvey tore up fucking oh, Houston. Yeah. Like world yeah. 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 The, just the last podcast we did, like two weeks ago, literally the day after we did it, the fucking mm-hmm. shooting at Ve- in Vegas happened. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and then before that, uh, I think some terrible shit happened, but some terrible shit happens in Florida. We take no responsibility for whatever the fuck happens <laughs> in Florida. Florida's the worst place. For everything bad in the world happens yeah, yeah. in Florida. We've established this. <laughs> like, so you hey, yeah, I'm not taking any responsibility for Florida. <laughs> and I'm a bad luck guy, man. So uh, yeah. So rest of the world, uh, we pray for Vegas. It's terrible what the fuck happened out there. We really need to do something about this shit, cause there's no way this motherfucker should have had 23 goddamn, 23 automatic fucking rifles. My thing is, it's crazy. And then at home more. Right? Yeah, yeah, he had 40. He had 42 total. Yeah. Why is it people are looking for answers? What what answers do you want? The guy's crazy. Humans, humans feel the need want answers. to understand shit, and you can't understand. Crab motherfucker was crazy, and and was terrible. He was crazy, and he was a millionaire. That motherfucker could have had more guns. Yeah. He could have had a tank. And dynamite. And <laughs> yeah. A tank. <laughs> With a full tank of gas. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, but that's what, that's enough. Do you really need that shit? But it's like the Second Amendment is like, well, I have the right to have this. Gosh darn it. Oh, you, and, and it should, I, it should be a limit. I have a solution for that also. Uh-oh. So my solution for that is. You see, people say that you should be licensed and regulated like cars. The thing is, is that they don't regulate the car necessarily. They regulate the driver. Yeah. So if you can't see, you can't have a fucking driver's license. Thus, you cannot have a fucking car. Yeah. So we should have gun licenses. So you can have all the guns you want, but you have to get a gun license. And just like a car, you have to get retested every couple years. And if you get arrested for anything violent, you get a mark on your license and you can't have your fucking guns anymore. <laughs> yeah. Simple, man. Yeah. And quick. Did you do that? And now but, that takes away the gun show loophole mm-hmm. because now every gun owner, you just you come in there, if you don't have a gun license, you can't buy a gun. You can't even go in the gun show. Yeah. Real simple fucking solution. Yeah. If you want to get into gun insurance like they make us have car insurance, I'm cool with that too. Or just like have every black person walk around with an AK. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll ban them shits quick. The Mofort Act in California, signed by President Ronald Reagan because the Black Panthers walked, to the, walked into the state house with, with fucking rifles. What was it? What did he the, sign? The Mofort Act. 
It's what banned guns in California. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because California was an open carry state. People, people. And he mis- was for that shit. Yeah. Before. Oh, and the NRA yeah. never fucking said it. The NRA backed that bill. The NRA backed that bill. It was signed by Republican Jesus himself, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't want to hear this shit about Republicans. Don't like, hey, it's not <laughs> gun control. We want black people control. <laughs> that's, that's, Basically. That's, yeah, and in in this country, yeah. and it's like, well, it's you know, and I like this stuff. It's not about race. Every fucking thing is about yeah. race. Not in this country, man. It's like, yeah. and so I didn't know the whole thing about that. I heard about that bill. Yeah, but it was because we were talking about that the other day. Black Panthers mm-hmm. carrying yeah. shit around. That's because the, the Panthers marched. They they went to Sacramento, marched up the marched up the main drive. And walked right into the state house with, with rifles, and and they drafted the Mofford Act, and it was signed within six months. <laughs> Fast track that motherfucker. Right? Yes, they did. Shit. There was no debate. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, yeah, no. I'm, well, I'm all for it. Gosh, <laughs> pardon my harsh language. Yeah, that's what Neil Brennan said on the on the Daily Show. He said the easiest way, if you want gun control passed, he was like, instead of having all of the football players take a knee. They should walk out on the field and hold up an AK-47. <laughs> it's like we'd have gun, <laughs> gun control yesterday before halftime. <laughs> but yeah, I think the gun license thing would work. And I like yeah. the ideas, man. You and you can have as many guns as you want. Health You gotta have that license. Settled. <laughs> Gun control? Seven, man. What, what else? I got plenty of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you, you cast pods. Yeah, well, that's, I, wanted to be, I wanted to be a politician. Well, it's not okay. too late, man. I, I curse too much. I occasionally have a drink. I haven't drowned anybody like Ted Kennedy yet, but. <laughs> <laughs> but look what we got now. It, yeah, that's it, true. You know, it's like that's true. I can get in because I've, I've I've grabbed a couple of pussies in yeah. my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> You're a star. You got your own podcast. They'll let you do anything, like he said. Oh no! I the lawsuits. The lawsuits would fly. In. This is how I'm we like, shake hands in Houston. I don't even. <laughs> remember, like, I don't even remember you. <laughs> this judge would be like, Mr. Wright, did you do? Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably more. You know, yeah, ninety percent chance. Yeah, yeah, it was. But yeah, so I I think about this stuff all the time. But I I don't think I could ever get elected. I highly doubt I would ever get elected. Because I'm too honest. <laughs> That's. And I don't, that's I don't, a, that's a bad, I don't bullshit people. That's a bad trait for a politician. Oh yeah. You're right. You wouldn't, you wouldn't make it. I would tell all those people in Ohio, I'd be like, yeah, the factory is never fucking coming back. <laughs> it's never coming back. <laughs> so either find something else to do yeah. or fucking move. Yeah. <laughs> that's sad and it's funny, but that you're right, man. Yeah. Those people They've been waiting for 25, 30 years for that fucking factory to real. It's not coming back. Yeah, because 
the motherfuckers you voted for mm. ship that shit over to China or yeah. wherever, wherever else, and then... No, I don't understand how those motherfuckers voted for Trump. Motherfucker, <laughs> you live in Iowa. Trump has never been to I. This motherfucker's open hotels everywhere else in the world. He won't put a golf course, yeah. <laughs> a hotel. <laughs> yo, 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 fat sister-in-law can't get a fucking job cleaning up a Trump hotel because this motherfucker would never put a fucking hotel yeah. in the Midwest. <laughs> he could have, he could have gave his whole town jobs. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, and all the, and even today, all of the shit that he's. Hawks, his ties and all of that bullshit. That's all made in China and Bangladesh and fucking Taiwan. And we were talking about, uh, it was, this is the thing that killed me is like uh, Obamacare. There are people, coal miners that have Mm. black lung disease Mm. that are covered under Obamacare. Mm. And then Trump comes and says, we got to get rid of Obamacare on day one. And now he gets elected and these, these people are going, well, goddamn, Merle. What in the fuck? What's going to happen to me? <laughs> now that the goddamn son of a bitch. What the fuck did you do? been saying that for seven years, man. You know, that's like yeah. the shit you're talking about is like. Yeah. Stop fucking. Come on, man. And then, but, to, but to be mystified about it, you know? Yeah. And they've interviewed somebody. He tricked us. No, the fuck he didn't. Yeah. He's, he's doing yeah. exactly what he said he was going to do. Yeah. And, they, and they've interviewed some. Well, I didn't think he was really going to do that, you know? It's like, <laughs> hello. You want a surprise, <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. All right, let me get, man. All right. Well, it was good having you. Yeah, man. Thanks, guys. It was a lot of fun, man. That was great, man. Anytime you want to come back, if you want to play, we can uh, we can. When you guys set you do up. guitars and start, then we'll just do, like, trio, you know? That's going to. Crosby, Stills, and Nash shit. <laughs> okay. No, not with me, man. I <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, I yeah. wouldn't play any we can get us some, if it was my mother's dying request. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can get us some, 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 some barefoot, hairy-legged white women to come in here. <laughs> Had a whole studio smelling like patchouli on. <laughs> right? <laughs> This is Levin Man Podcast. This is Levin Man Podcast. This is Levin Man Podcast.